We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi, breaking down the Monday NBA DFS slate. You can find us on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire among other places. You can check out uh, Benny there and check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Don't forget you can subscribe to this very podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to write and review us, go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, welcome to another week as we wrap down the regular season here for DFS action Monday in the NBA. Yeah, I need to get I need to have a good night tonight. I had a bad night last night and I thought I had a great team. I had you know, and I'm sure a lot of other people were in the same spot because he was 60, 70, 80% owned in some of my cash games last night, but I had Ryan Anderson everywhere on every one of my lineups. And then at like 701 because, you know, Anthony Davis is out. So, obviously, when Davis is out, you play Ryan Anderson. 7:01 last night, they make the announcement right after lineups locked that Ryan Anderson's out, too. And I'm sitting there like, you have got to be kidding me. So, I salvaged a little bit of money in some of my 50-50s. Um, lost all my double-ups. And I had no shot in any of my GPPs without, you know. Even in GPPs, though, like, Ryan Anderson was, like, 60%, 70% in some of the, you know, uh, you know, some of the GPPs on, on some of the sites. On FanDuel, they actually split the slate in half. And even after splitting it in half, he was still like 10 or 11% old in some spots. And I was like, all right, well, that's free money. So that actually helped at the end of the night. 
yeah. So for me, I was I I've been things have been going like nutso at my house. Well, I'm actually glad that I did not have a lineup here for Sunday because I probably would have fell into the same very same trap. And I I know um, the only thing I rightfully did was avoid everybody that you could play in the San Antonio Golden State game for my Saturday uh, article. So um, I at least felt good about that because I thought that I was worried about, you know, which direction I should go in. And I just thought it should be an overall fade um, with Spurs at home and, you know, favored against Golden State Warriors for the Golden State Warriors as dogs for the first time in eons. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that, that was probably a good decision there. So we can get back at it here. Big slate in the NBA, nine games, 18 teams in action. Let's talk about what you want to do at uh, the point guard position here for March 21st. Yeah, I think. The first thing that kind of jumps out at me while I was looking at the slate, you have a 232 total in that game from Minnesota and Golden State. It is a pretty big spread. I think it's up to about 12 points right now in Golden State's favor. But I still think on the road I'm okay with taking some of the stars on Golden State because at home they tend to get into blowouts. But while they're on the road, which they are in this game, you know, I think that it's a pretty good chance that they do play in the fourth quarter. So, Steph Curry's the guy I'm looking at at 10,200, and I know you're not big on him, but I'm even looking at Ricky Rubio on the other side of that game. His price is a little bit elevated at 6,800, but this is a guy that can rack up the assist. He does get a, a bunch of steals, and again, we're expecting 110 points out of Minnesota tonight and 122 out of Golden State, by far the biggest total on the board. So I think both of those guys are worth a look. Uh, other than that, I'm looking down at uh, Brandon Knight at 6,800 as well in that game against Memphis. I know the total in that game is a little bit low, but Brandon Knight's been playing better lately. I think the price is pretty good for him, and I'm not really worried about the combination of Ray McCollum, who's actually been playing a few more minutes lately, and uh, Briante Weber, who's going to be going up against him on the other side. Mike Connolly's still out. You know They don't have Gasol in the middle, so that defense isn't as isn't as robust as it used to be. I'm not as scared of Memphis as I used to be. Uh, the one thing that does scare me a little bit is Memphis has been playing kind of slow, some very low-scoring games. So, like I said, I don't think it's a big total, but I think Brandon Knight's another guy who could be in play here. Yeah, um, interesting uh, spots for some of these players there as well. Derek Rose has been a guy who's you know always had a sort of uh, you know key that you can use. If Jimmy Butler's out, he should be in. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a little bit different now that we have Sacramento Kings that are coming off uh, back-to-back road games there. This is their third road game in, I think, four days. Uh, they travel, they're traveling from New York over to Chicago, and they played a sluggish performance. I don't know how they scored 88 point, points and still won. It's amazing to me, but the Knicks are really that bad uh, right now. So I think this is a great spot to attack Sacramento on the back-to-back. You can see that the total is elevated um, in this game at 217.5. So I think you're, you're going to see probably lackluster defense from Sacramento. And this could be a good spot to get some Chicago Bulls exposure. I actually um, just set up one of my lineups here for one of my fancy teams that um, includes Miritich uh, and uh, Taj Gibson in a a cash game lineup, and I think you can make a case for Derrick Rose here as well. Um, Anybody else you want to mention at the one before we move on to the two? Well, actually, I wanted to ask you about your boy Rondo here because Chicago point guard defense is something that's pretty bad. We're expecting this to be a pretty high total, high-paced game. You know, he he didn't have a very good game last night. He had a horrible first half. His second half was okay. How, how do you feel about using Rondo today? 
I'm okay using Rondo. The only problem is I think the overall offense is going to be sluggish, so it's not as good of a spot as it normally would be. It is bottom five DVP, like it's been all season long. So I would probably limit my exposure to GPPs at this point with Rajon Rondo. The only person you can like realistically trust to have any sort of a game right now is DeMarcus Cousins, obviously, and that's you know directly tied to, to Rajon Rondo. But if Ron- Rondo was like playing better or it's at least, you know, sort of scoring at a little bit of a better clip, then I would feel better about it overall. But, um, yeah, that because of the inconsistency in the road back-to-back that, that he's shown, to, you know, those two things combined, I, that's why I think I'm actually leaning on the Derrick Rose side uh, rather than the Rajon Rondo side. But projections do say otherwise. They actually, all the projections I've looked at do have Rondo projected ahead of Derrick Rose. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. I say GPP only. You can, uh, you know, make the determination for yourself. Um, the other person I want to mention here before we move on is, uh, I am taking a look at, uh, Isaiah Cannon. Uh, Cannon has been a guy that, uh, has, you know, is very cheap. It's only 600 above minimum salary and it's, he's actually going to get Monte Ellis defense provided he's still starting at the two. You do want to check starting lines because, you know, sauce, uh, did, uh, heat up a little bit, uh, as of late. I think he had a, a career high 25 or something uh, a, few, a few days ago. So I don't want him to get, um, reverted back to the bench. Uh, in, uh, over over Cannon. Uh, but as long as he's in the mix there and you get Monte Ellis defense uh, for 4100 I think it's worth looking in a GPP. Uh, anybody else you want to pump before we move on to the two? Nope. All right, let's go ahead and flip it over to shooting guard here for the Monday slate and talk about what you want to do at this position. Yeah, you know, speaking of Monte Ellis, he's the guy that I'm kind of being, being drawn towards here. Uh, shooting guards have been putting up some pretty good games against Philly lately. And Monta Ellis has actually been playing pretty pretty good as well. In six of his last seven games, he's been between thirty and thirty-one and thirty-eight fantasy points. So that's a pretty consistent, you know, five X value that he's been giving you at his price of sixty-six hundred. The price tag is up a little bit. He was cheaper a few weeks ago. But if you look at some of the other guys that are priced around them, you know, you got Clay Thompson, who is also in a pretty good spot against uh Minnesota. Minnesota's actually been getting beat at the two guard spot you know, recently as well. So I think it's a good spot here for Clay. Again, 232-point total in that game, 122 points expected for the Golden State Warriors. They're coming off a loss where they didn't play well at all. So I think that they're going to be motivated. I could see a good game out of Clay here. And then the other guy who, you know, I, I don't know if there's any upside left in using him. You got Lance Stevenson here at $7,000. Now, it's a great matchup against Phoenix, Lance's usage rate has been just absolutely insane through the roof with, you know, all these guys out. He basically is like the point forward when he comes into the game as well. But he's up to $7,000 right now on FanDuel. Can you still pay $7,000 for Lance Stevenson? Or do you think that at that price he's, you know, when he was four and 5000 I mean, he was almost a must-use. I think it's gotten to the point now, though, where I'm looking to go away from him. How do you, how do you feel about that? I think he's appropriately priced. I don't think he's, like... Um, you know, value price anymore or anything like that. You know, 7200 on FanDuel is definitely uh, something that's uh, was a little bit interesting to me. And, and, you know, he did have a down game against the LA Clippers, which, you know, wasn't necessarily expected uh, because, you know, it's J.J. Redick defense slash Austin Rivers or whatever. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. Having said that, uh, though, Phoenix is where I want to get back exposure into this. And you are getting a $200 discount from the last game. So um, I, I think uh, I'm okay in in this spot. Uh, uh, going jumping back in here there as well. Uh, is this the game that Matt Barnes is suspended for as well, or did we already see that happened? Uh, I, I thought it was the what didn't he set out the last game? I, he probably did. 
But I just I think you know what? Let me see while you're talking. I'll see if I can while you're t- talking about your other guys. Let me see if I can find that. I'll look for it. Okay, um, you know I do like Clay Thompson in the bounce back game against Minnesota. He's one of them. he is um, you know reasonably priced at seven K. I think that this is sort of going to be like a little mini revenge game where Golden State Warriors vent all their frustrations on losing against San Antonio on Minnesota at the road. It is you know another three games in four night situation there, but it really doesn't matter most of the time against uh, the. I mean when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, so I'm fine getting jumping back there and getting exposure. Uh, in in that spot as well. Uh, aside from that too, I think that there's not a ton of players that are really interested in. Uh, I do like the Monte Ellis call against Philly. I think that's uh, a solid situation overall. And um, aside from that, really, I mean, if you wanted to to throw Devin Booker in the mix at 6400, I would probably be okay with that. I wouldn't love it. Um, but and you know, those people want to attack the other side with Zach Levine, who's uh, you know, nine hundred dollars cheaper than Clay Thompson. The, you know, that's obviously you know the top total on the board at two thirty-two. So you can make a case for him overall there. Uh, but I would probably prefer to just go up to seven K at, at Clay Thompson, especially if you're using some of the value options in the point guard position, because it really isn't going to hurt you to spend seven K to get one of the top project, projected players on the board in this matchup. Jimmy Butler for eighty-three hundred. I would normally feel good about Sacramento, and that it is a good spot. Uh, but they've been actually rolling James Anderson on defense, which is one of their better defenders, uh, uh, believe it or not. Uh, so that's something else that you, we can uh, we can pay attention uh, to here. Um, uh, other than that, that um, that's really all I have on on my side at the, at the shooting guard position. Anybody else you want to talk about here? Um, I, I don't know if you talked about him yet, and I don't really actually like the spot that he's in, but I know a lot of people are going to be asking about him. Um, Victor Oladipo here today. I know he's put up some pretty big games, but I'm staying away from Oladipo today because he's going up against Boston Celtics defense. So I think he's going to see some Avery Bradley on him. May even see a little bit of uh, uh, may even see a little bit of uh, Marcus Smart defense as well. So I don't really think this is a good spot for him. Plus his price is up at 8,500. Are you using Oladipo at all today, despite how well he's played with this matchup? Uh, I don't usually target people against Avery Bradley because he's such a good defender, and Boston is a, such such a good team defender uh, there as well. So I, you know, it's it's not a terrible play to me, uh, you know, going with Oladipo. But it's he's that's the most expensive player on the board on the road at Boston. So I just think it's a not a, not a great um, like price tag value uh, overall. Yeah. So I would rather play Jimmy Butler against Sacramento defense for 200 less, which isn't that much of a cost savings, but we know that, uh, you know, Sacramento has been bottom five in DBP, the shooting guard position all season long. So, um, I expect James Addison probably to get the start once again, which is something that doesn't necessarily help Jimmy Butler, but he's not like the lockdown defender that you, you, you have to go away and fade. I would just probably prefer Clay Thompson overall. So, I would probably rank those one, two, and even Lance Stephen, Stephen three before I would tell old, old Depot, who I guess you can consider four or five. Um, so that's how we have that breaking down. Before we move on from the shooting guard position to small forward, we got to talk about all our uh, beloved pod listeners there who have not subscribed to rotowire.com just yet. Now is the time to do so. So uh, make sure you get involved in the free 10-day trial. Rotowire.com slash pod is where it's at. We've got uh, lineup optimizers for eight different DFS sites for all the major sports, up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for all the major sports, including everybody here who wants to get ready for their uh, NBA matchup. I'm sorry for their MLB uh, fantasy uh, leagues that probably are drafting here within the, the next week or so. So if you want to get involved in all the great information that we use for this very show, including 
uh, other sports you need, you need the inside information on, free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Small forward is up. Let's talk about what you're putting down here at the three. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of guys up at the top that you can pay up for, but I don't really love the spot for, for any of them today. <coughs> Excuse me. To start with, I can't use Giannis here. $10,200. I know he's going up against Detroit. Uh, Detroit is okay against a small forward. I don't think it's really a great matchup, but I don't think it's a horrible one either. But I just can't I can't pay I can't justify paying a thousand dollars more for him than for Paul George or you know seven hundred like if I told you at the beginning of the year Giannis was gonna be seven hundred dollars more expensive than LeBron James, would you have believed that? Um depends if I wanted to ask you if you're smoking crack or not. Um, yes. I mean that that's what I'm saying. Like so for me I just you know, I, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking like, yeah, he could still put up a ton of points, but it's a low total game for his team. I think they're only expected to score like 98 in this game. So I don't know. I'm probably going to be coming down. I was looking at guys like, you know, Miritich at 4,900 against Sacramento. I think uh, with him being a scoring option, he's somebody that you can look at there. I was looking at um, Harrison Barnes at only 4,300 if Iguodala stays out. He's been getting more minutes, putting up some decent uh, numbers. And, again, it might sound like a broken record, but it's a 232-point uh, total, 122 points expected for his Golden State team. You know, he should be able to put up numbers there. I think Paul George would probably be the guy that I would pay up for if I was going to pay up for a, you know, expensive option. I like him more than Kawhi and Giannis and LeBron here. With, with one caveat, I actually want to say, I'm not in love with LeBron in this Denver game. Unless Kevin Love is out, which I think might happen because they still didn't have a line posted for this game as of this morning. And I already read something this morning on, uh, you know, on Twitter that um, Kevin Love is having some back issues. So if they sit Love in this game, then I think that makes LeBron probably the one guy I'd spend up on over Paul George. But if Kevin Love plays and it's going to be, you know, a normal game for Cleveland, I think I'd rather spend up on Paul George in a matchup with Philly. You know, who's he going to get? Maybe Hollis Thompson defense. I don't think that's going to work out very well. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out very well either. So um, I do have a only concern I have is, you know, the big spread there. 15 and a half says, you know, blow up potential all over the place. So, um, but you know what, though? 10-2, I think, is actually probably worth it, you know, um, believe it or not, uh, if you want to anchor your roster because, you know, we know Giannis has been in triple-double mode and we know that Detroit doesn't really have a – a lockdown situation at defender. I think Marcus Morris is probably the most likely guy who draws the defense there. For super value, I think, I'm like I said, Nico Meritich against Sacramento. I, I do like getting some exposure to this game because I think Sacramento's in a really bad spot, you know, with three out of four on the road and back-to-back on the road. So 4,900 is supreme value uh, for me overall. So I'll take some exposure there. Um, uh, Evan Turner, I think, is a guy that we can also take a look at. He's going to probably draw Evan Fournier defense there as well. And he's been actually he, – he's played – 30 minutes in back-to-back games here. Overall, came up with a nice 38-point uh, performance. Uh, good for 6.5x against the Philadelphia 76ers. So I think he's probably on the GPP radar uh, for me um, in this spot. Um, and below, down below that, I don't really love too much else, uh, to, to, to be honest with you. So I, I would probably, you know take my targets and say, I'm okay with LeBron at 9,500. I think it's a great spot for Giannis. 
uh, at ten two, and I'm fine with you know going down seven hundred or paying ten two up. Uh, and Nico Miritic and Evan Turner at down at the bottom for forty nine and fifty five hundred is where I want to keep my cheap options uh, relegated to. Uh, anybody else that you like at the three before we go to the four? No, I think I think you kind of hit on it at the end. There is if you can get Miritic for forty nine hundred, that's your cheap option. I mean, you don't have to take like a home run you know, chance down there with somebody who may or may not have a decent game, you know you're going to probably get a, a, a 25 to 40-point game out of Miritich here. So for less than 5K, just just take it. It's like a free square. And then you have money to spend up since you went so cheap on, you know, whichever one of these guys you like at the top, whether it's Giannis, LeBron, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you know. I think you want to take one of those guys and put them with Miritich and then just move on to power forward. Yeah, I agree 110%. All right, so let's go ahead and flip it over to the power forward position here. Good news is we no longer have to worry about Brown Cash, even though New Orleans is not even on the slate, but we can just remove that from the equation so they can just stop setting people on fire. Uh, overall, the only thing I have to do is worry about Ryan Anderson getting on track, and I do, do believe that actually I'm willing to go back to the well, but we don't have to do that today because he's not available. So let's talk about who is available here. We've got Draymond Green, Paul Millsap. Uh, we got Zebo, who I believe um, is back in action, if I'm correct. Yeah, came back in action with a 28, yep. 11, and 10 triple-double. Monstrous. Uh, love, so I do love him in this matchup against Phoenix as well. Um, what's your uh, thoughts on what you want to do with this roster? Yeah, I actually just want to say real fast that, you know, the last 81 days of my life without having to play Anthony Davis and Cash have been 81 of the most glorious days of NBA DFS <laughs> because I haven't had the tilt so early in the game when a guy had like 30 fantasy points in the first quarter and then didn't play another minute because he, you know, got a paper cut or something. So I just want to say that before we go on. So anyway, that was my public service announcement. A couple guys that I'm looking at here, though. Uh, I do like Draymond Green against Minnesota in that game. I wouldn't mind paying up for him. I like Taj Gibson against Sacramento as long as he stays out of foul trouble, you know, with that being an up-tempo game. I love the Zebo call that you made. He's another guy that I have on my list that I'm looking at. I don't hate Jared Selinger. I know he had a couple bad games, but I had been riding this guy for pretty cheap at you know $6,000 at the, the power forward spot. I like him a lot for tournaments because he has the upside where he can get you you know 40 fantasy points on some of these days for only 6 k and he's always low-owned. So he's a guy I like to use in tournaments. I like Tobias Harris in cash. He's somebody I've been using a lot in cash, getting you a consistent... He, he's not giving you huge upside, but he's giving you a consistent, like, 30 fantasy points a game, which doesn't sound all that great, but his price is only 6K. So if he's going to get you 32, 33, 30, 28, 29, you know, he's not going to hurt you. He's somebody I've been using a lot lately, too. And then the cheap guy that I really like, Darrell Arthur. Uh, Kenneth Farid is likely out again in this game. So when Farid is out, Arthur tends to get a lot more minutes, and he tends to do well with him. And I would actually like Arthur more if Kevin Love plays, because if Kevin Love doesn't play, a lot of times Cleveland's going to go with LeBron at the at the four and kind of go with the smaller lineup. When they do that, Darrell Arthur is not going to be in the game. It's going to be either like Jokic or, or Nurkic or one of those big guys, and then they're going to have to go small to match up with them. So I actually think this is another reason why this could be a decent game for Will Barton, who we didn't mention, because I do think they're going to have to go small to match up with Cleveland a little more often. But... If Kevin Love does play, I think that gives Darrell Arthur a few more minutes that he can be on the floor. At 3,700, I think he can give you 25 to 30 fantasy points, too. 
yeah, uh, makes a bunch of sense to me overall. I think uh, I'm definitely fine getting exposure to him overall. 6,900 for Zach Randolph is definitely where my lineup is going to start against Phoenix. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm I'm good there as well. Gorgie Jang uh, against the Golden State Warriors, I think it's interesting to me. Uh, Draymond Green is, is a top-level defender, but, you know, at this price tag, he's been paying off, uh, you know, above 5.2x in four straight games. Uh, and we have got some, you know... Um, some decent teams overall OKC OKC and I know uh, Memphis is you know a little bit of a of a defensive downgrade because I don't think Zebo played in that game uh, but overall he's been a guy that's been pretty productive uh, as of late and you know that this is the top total on the board so it's a nice way cheap way to get exposure um, to that matchup so I would have no problem uh, jumping in over there and then down below that it's just really uh, a little bit interesting to see you know what you can do and sort of feel comfortable about getting value. I think I would be fine gambling on Miles Turner um, because the price is so low now. It's forty nine hundred, so he's back into that territory where you where you only need about twenty five fantasy points to get five x uh, out of him. And then you know the, obviously the matchup is juicy against Philly, uh, so Miles Turner is probably where I'm going to draw the line uh, on my lineup here overall. Um, how about you? Anybody else that you want to dig deep for before we go on? No, not really. Again, I mean, you know, you can get like a, a Taj Gibson at like 5,400. I'm not going to take chances on guys who I don't think are going to get or who may or may not get minutes or may or may not get points when I can get Taj, who I know is going to see minutes and is in a paced-up matchup against Sacramento. That should be pretty good for him. You know, maybe if I went lower, it would probably be to Bobby Portis. I mean, you know, kind of looking at those Chicago forwards that have been seeing more time and are still pretty cheap is is kind of the way I'm looking at it. All right, fair enough. Um, before we move on to the center position, we've got to talk to all the business owners out there that may need a website. If you do, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or are too busy to worry about the websites for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to WIX.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right. Center position stunners up here. Uh, easy layup call for me with the Marcus Cousins in cash against Chicago, even with the back-to-back. And I do actually like uh, Big Cat for 8,800 against Golden State, especially given the uh, uh, you know injury uh, issues that they've had. No Bogut and Azalee both did not play against San Antonio. I would expect they could be both be out uh, again today. Uh, how do you have center breaking down for the Monday slate? Well, let me let me ask you a question because I've been wrestling with my with this question about Carl Anthony Towns all morning here. Mm-hmm. You think that well, let's assume that Bogut and Azili are out again because I think that's the case. I mean, Azili, I know Bogut is listed as doubtful. I don't know about Azili, but let's assume they're both out. So that means that you're probably going to see some most spates at the five for a little bit. And maybe even sometimes where they go with the small ball lineup a little more with Draymond at the five. So that means you're going to have Draymond matched up on Towns for a good portion of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that that could be a problem for Towns. I don't think, I mean, I know he's got a little bit of size on Draymond, 
but Draymond can guard him outside. One of the things that has helped Towns this year is most big guys aren't able to go guard him outside, so they give him a little too much room, and he's been knocking down that you know little mid-range jump shot, or then when they step up on him, he takes him and kind of goes to the hole. I don't think he's going to be able to do that to Draymond, though, so I think he could have he could struggle. Obviously, I agree with the Cousins call. I mean, if you can afford to pay up for him, Chicago's one of the worst against big guys. That, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, who else do I like here? You can go down to a guy like Jokic, I think, is in a decent spot here because I do think that Cleveland's going to wind up playing with one big man and, you know, like kind of like a small ball lineup. So I think he's going to be in there a lot more often, especially now that we know that uh, Kenneth Farid is going to be out tonight. So I do like Jokic a little bit if I'm going down to save. But honestly, I think Cousins is just head and shoulders the best option. I mean, even Andre Drummond is not bad, actually. He he had 54 the last time he went up against Greg Monroe in Milwaukee. Yep. And we know that, you know, Drummond is a, a true center. Monroe's more of like a big power forward kind of guy. So I don't hate that matchup either. But it's just so tough for me not to use Cousins against Chicago. I just think he's going to have a big game. Yeah, I actually drive the for value. I'm drawing the line at Jokic for me on Fandle overall. Um, it's probably not a great matchup against Moz, Gofford, or Tristan Thompson um, as they match it up. But, you know, they if if, if uh, Free gets back in the mix and maybe, I don't know if it, if it helps him or, or, or hurts him, but 6,200 is, to me, top eight, top nine projected value. And I love the Drummond call against Greg Monroe, who is an absolute, you know, turnstile against legit, real legit centers. He's going to play out of position and he's going to be in a, in a bad spot overall. So I would fade Greg Monroe for sure, Drummond. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, I think that if they match him against Draymond Green, I, I, I think he's too big for Draymond Green personally. I know Draymond Green plays undersized against, undersized against everybody, literally, but um, in the post, I don't really think that I can see um, him you know, stepping outside. If Carl Anthony Towns is, is, is smart, he takes him inside every single time. So we'll see, you know, what kind of basketball IQ he has in this game overall. I, I, I've seen him and known him to be a pretty smart uh, offensive player overall, you know, and I know his inside-outside game is, is great, but he doesn't need to go outside against Draymond Green if they do, if that's the, the lineup they do end up rolling out there overall. So for the most part, I'm paying 11-1, and in, in especially in all-cash game lineups for DeMarcus Cousins because we found some decent value plays um, in other spots, and I'll build down around from the rest. And that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS Podcast Monday edition. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Benny's available at BennyR11 on Twitter. I'm Josh Hayes at Josh Hayes FS, and it's at Rotowire and Rotowire.com for all your season long and DFS needs. We'll be back with another episode right here in a few moments. So if you, get, if you want to get ready for your Tuesday lineups here starting today, we'll have both shows available in your very podcast feed uh, momentarily. Thanks for listening. Quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. 
then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.